Welcome to the Everyday Advocate Podcast, where we sit down and talk about empowered leadership and healthy relationships as we work in the field of human trafficking and how you can grow as a mentor and leader wherever you are today. This episode talks about human trafficking and shares details that are for mature audiences. Please be advised. Welcome back to the Everyday Advocate Podcast. We're laughing because we've tried we've tried to start this a few times a and we just times. are laughing and that's just who we are. We're laughing with each other today. It's so good. It feels so good to laugh. Like it feels, I don't know. I was just sharing a little, just before we started recording, just a story of like when Nathan and I just were uncontrollably laughing the other day and it just feels good to laugh. Yeah. And I feel like in this space, I feel so known and so seen. And so I feel like it's okay to be goofy a little bit and laugh uncontrollably and just go for it. And so today I feel so encouraged by that. I feel encouraged that you know me completely and that's what I'm just so grateful. So I'm glad to be doing this with you, Jessica. Well, that was a nice note to start our, to get us started on this conversation today. That's who we are today. So we got the giggles a little bit. That's all right. But let's kind of draw ourselves back. So we're in a series on our podcast about our philosophy and mentoring. So last week you heard from us about our whole family approach to mentoring and why the space that we're mentoring in is so unique and how we have to have kind of a unique posture too in the way that we engage in mentoring. So this week we're going to talk about how we prepare mentors to walk with survivors in mentorship. A lot of times when we're out trying to recruit mentors or we talk about our program, people initially say, oh, that seems like that would be really hard or scary, or I wouldn't know how to do that, or I'm not equipped to do that. And there's definitely a a sense of, I don't know, resistance, resistance. Yeah. Yeah. And, but what's great is that we have really built into our program such a huge amount of support and training that no one feels like they're left alone Mm -hmm. or that they feel ill-equipped by the time they ended up getting matched with their mentee. But a lot of our training is actually a lot of inward work Mm -hmm. to prepare ourselves to be in mentorship relationships. And it feels a little counterintuitive when we start our training and we're like, okay, the first half of today, we're actually going to do some internal work. Mm -hmm. And people are like, what? But it's really important that we have done the work ourselves of discovering who we are, mm-hmm. what we value, you know, and our worldview in preparation for engaging in a relationship with someone who's going to have probably a different worldview, yeah. a different set of values, a different history than us. And so we do a lot of internal work. And so today we're going to kind of unpack that a little bit and share with you you know, our approach to preparing mentors for mentoring relationships. And hopefully this will help you. Well, actually at the end, we're going to have some pretty practical Mm -hmm. action steps and things to think through, but hopefully this will help people who are listening think through how we engage in our relationships Mm -hmm. and how we prepare and how we, the perspective we have Mm -hmm. going into relationships. (music) 
Brene Brown says that living into our values means that we do more than profess our values, that we practice them. And I feel like that is part of who we are at Allies, even just our core values. We are people that always say, like, they're not just things we want to plaster up on the wall. We right. want to like live our values out. And so in our mentor training, how we kind of like trans translate that is really we, we take the time to do a core values exercise where we're having each individual person kind of hone in on their own core values. And Mm -hmm. so the activity walks them through how to identify maybe their top five. And we do that because we, you know, when we know our core values, we're able to then see and celebrate others core values and on and recognize them and so i feel like we're not trying to just replicate ourselves when we're doing mentor training like as a mentor i'm not like working with this mentee so they you know come out you know just like me (laughs) and so like i feel like you know by being able to sit with our own values and recognize them then we can also help other people recognize what their values are and Mm -hmm. and honor them as we're in relationship with one another. So I, I love being able to walk through values. I love talking about values in my personal life too. Mm-hmm. And, and when we're like actively thinking about them, I feel, I don't know, we're just like in, in tune with ourselves and, and, and what's going around, like on in the world around us, which is our worldview, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So. It helps us understand why we react the way that we do, oh my goodness, yeah. why we prioritize the things that we do, why we show up the way that we do in relationships and work. Mm-hmm. So it's helpful not only to know ours, but to, to know the values of the people that we are around also, so we can understand them better. And the end goal then is to have healthier relationships yeah. with the people that we are with every day, but then specifically for the mentors and mentees mm-hmm. that we're working with. And so worldview, then it leads us right into that conversation because, okay, our values dictate how we show up. But mm-hmm. also another thing that dictates how we show up is our past, our history, our experience, mm-hmm. our worldview. So we unpack that a little bit too. And you know, even just you and I, we've had quote unquote similar upbringings, but our worldviews are different, mm-hmm. right? It's different for every person. And then think about the layers that of difference mm-hmm. between a mentor and mentee, the yeah. life experience, the situations that they've gone through that that formulate the lens that they see the world through. Yeah. And it's going to be very different. So it's important that we spend some time unpacking that so that when we show up and we meet our mentees and we start interacting with people who are very, very different from us, it kind of sheds away the judgment Mm -hmm. or the expectations and it helps us just come in with humility Mm -hmm. and come in listening and with empathy to where they might be coming from. Um, That just sets us up a little bit for success. Yeah. I feel like it it helps us be able to see the other person as a whole person, not just a, a you know, product of their past or their experiences or mm-hmm. what they are today. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things I love in our mentor training that we never leave the conversation on like a negative point of like, what are all the things that like drive us apart from one another? Mm-hmm. I feel like one of the things I love is we ask the question like, but what makes us connect? Yeah. And that is always really beautiful because I also think we assume that our values are probably different, but every once in a while, you know, we, re- we realize and we, we find that some of our mentors and mentees have the same values. Right. It might play out differently, yeah. But in the end, they're trying to value the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and because we all want to be known, like that's Mm -hmm. like innate in us. You know, again, it might look differently, but I feel like another like layer of this conversation of like core values and worldview is like when we know ourselves, then we know how to better take care of ourselves. And this, I don't know, this piece of our training now, we we dive into values based self care, Mm -hmm. which I think was like 
an aha moment for us yeah. at one point. I'm sure it's not new information. There's probably yeah. other people <laughs> that have trained on this and have written more eloquent things than us, but we were literally sitting at a Panera one time working at our on our training and we were like, wait a minute. If we know yeah. our values <laughs> and we know ourselves better, then we can because we talk about self care in mm-hmm. our training, but self-care and our values are related to one another. So if I value, like for instance, if I strongly value family, a piece of my self-care is going to be spending quality time with my family. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And then if I know that about you, like I'm going to like interact with you in that way. I'm not going to be offended when you're like, actually, instead of doing this thing, I'm going to spend time with my family. It's like, oh, I, I know you're choosing that because that is what you value and that is what fills you up and is going to ultimately prevent you from burning out on right. the other things in your life, whether it's work or other relationships or responsibilities elsewhere. Yeah. I think it's so important to like sit with the things that fill us up. Uh-huh. And so self-care is not always just like chocolate and bubble baths, right. you know, like I feel like that's like, <laughs> it gets that rep, but like, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily what it always is. But if we are able to sit with, okay, we know what we value mm-hmm. and you know, I, you know, for instance, like recently I've like really realized that I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a creative person, but I do value creativity. Mm. And so one of those like things, like I know, like I am most like happy or full when I'm creating something. Mm. And so I've like tried my hand at over the last like couple of years since realizing that I like a few different things and mm-hmm. right now it's playing the flute. <laughs> and so I'm creating <laughs> music. I don't know if it sounds good, but it is music. And so, but that's like, uh-huh. I know if I can spend time like, like, I'm not filling my calendar with all these other things, but if I can just give myself some time in the yeah. evening just to like did you play take a on pottery the, class too for also, a while? Yeah, I did. That, I, was cool. that was so much fun. I love that. And it was like creating. And it was like that. I always remember walking away from those classes being like, that was so therapeutic because uh, it was just yeah. like my hands were on the clay. It's like spinning on the, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just going. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And that just like filled me up. But it was like mm-hmm. creating something and it, it made it feel meaningful. So yeah. I feel like doing self-care practices that relate to what fills us up because that might be the worst thing in the world to you. Like you may be like, that <laughs> is not what I want to spend my time doing. Yeah. Or even like Nathan, my husband, he, I tried to take him to do pottery with me one time and he hated it. <laughs> he hated really? it. Yeah. And he's, he's a, a creative, creative yeah. person, but that's not how he wants to do self-care. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and I even recently was like, here, try to play a note on the flute and he's a musician. Right. And so, and he couldn't make a sound out of it at all. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? And so, you know, it was just, it was fun. But again, like that's for, that's work for him, like mm-hmm. doing music and like being creative. That's work for that's him. So that's not his yeah. self-care. Uh-huh. His self-care is going for a run or reading. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I think it's important to be able to identify those things and because it ultimately does make our relationships healthier mm-hmm. with one another. So that's kind of how we spend the first part of the day in our training. The second part of our training gets more practical and which is good because usually when mentors enter into this training or they enter into mentorship, they're like, this is all well and good, but what do I actually do with my mentee? (laughs) Like, let's get practical here. What is our time going to look like? And we have found a tool that we use with our mentor training from the search Institute. And it's called the developmental relationships framework. There are five areas that we spend time really getting practical Mm -hmm. and using that lens to talk about how to be in a relationship with someone. And this is translatable, not just with, you know, mentors and mentees, not just with trafficking survivors. This is literally like how to be a friend (laughs) one-on-one. It really is. Yeah. I, I mean, and it, and they, they break it down so wonderfully, which is why we use this rather than trying to reinvent the wheel. Because we actually, when we were looking 
you know, through our mentor training materials and kind of restructuring it, we realized like these are the things that we're training on, but like mm-hmm. this puts it way more concise and a little bit more digestible. Yeah. And um, a framework that kind of makes sense. Yeah. And so there, there's five elements expressed in 20 different actions. And so the five elements are express care, challenge growth, provide support, share power and expand possibility. So when we're sitting with people and this is, again, it's called the developmental relationships framework. So this is for any developmental relationship, but really it can go between me and you, Jess, or like, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your marriage or your, your parents or your children or whoever you're working with or walking in relationship with, we can be doing these things. And so at, you know, no matter what physical activity or tangible thing we're doing under the surface, what we're doing is we're trying to show the person that we're sitting with that they matter mm-hmm. that's expressing care yeah we're trying to push them to get keep getting better like she, see their potential that's yeah. challenging their growth mm-hmm. right like provide support you know and treat them with respect and give them a say so let's like maybe jump into a couple of them yeah. I don't know how we want to yeah. do this person mm-hmm. you know per se but like what does that look like to practically to show someone that they matter to you yeah I think part of it is listening mm-hmm. you know if I'm sitting across from you and I'm we talk, we have a piece in our mentor training about listening and not being distracted about what does that actually look to actually listen Mm -hmm. and be inviting and encouraging. Yeah. I mean, even just a nod or eye contact, even just the physical way that I respond to you when we're communicating can show you that I care. So good. And I love like one of the actions that they, they, you know, give as an example is like being dependable. And I love like, what does that like mean though? You know? And I feel like they, it's like, sounds really good, but then it's like, how do I show you that I'm dependable? It's well, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Right. Like, you know, doing that for people like does give them a sense of like, like warm and cozy of like, Oh, Mm -hmm. like this person is like caring like that. Like think about the people. Yeah. Like Uh think about the people that you would describe as caring. Mm -hmm. They're probably dependable. They're probably Mm -hmm. the people that create a space that feels warm and inviting. And so I, yeah, I love that. And so, you know, we train our mentors and we, we talk with them like, yeah, we get that. You want to know, like, are you allowed to go to the park? Are you allowed to go on a hike? Are you allowed to go shopping? Like, Mm -hmm. what does that actually look like? But whatever you do, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like, you can kind of choose yeah. based on your own interests and your own hobbies, your own values, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of call back to that. But like at the end of the day, you're just trying to show them that they matter. Mm-hmm. A story that I thought of when you were talking about that is one of our mentor coaches, who's also a mentor, said that her mentee will call and ask for things mm-hmm. and she'll often say no, but the fact that she answers mm-hmm. and then redirects her to a resource, yeah. like, it doesn't matter that she's saying no to her request. It's right. the fact that she's answering that expresses care. It does. Yeah. That so, she, yeah, she's mm-hmm. valuable. Like she's not just going to ghost her. Yeah. yeah. She's not going to ghost mm-hmm. her just because she's going to say no. Like mm-hmm. she's going to just at least engage with her. Yeah. So good. What about, okay, so challenge growth. This one, like, I feel like can get tricky. And I feel like this is one where most mentors come in and they think, like, this is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here to challenge them yeah. and make them better. Mm-hmm. And that's like in any mentoring workplace, you know, or the workplace mentoring or community based mentoring or school or church or ours, sure. our context, right? Yeah. And so, but it's going to look different mm-hmm. depending on who you're working with. And again, at the end of the day, if you've followed along with allies and, you know, us at any amount of time, you probably know that, you know, we say all the time, like, we're not here to make them better, like mm-hmm. change their life, set like goals for them. Yeah, yeah. Set all these goals for them. Like we do want them to live into their potential, whatever that potential is for them, you know, but so that, that can get tricky, like pushing them to keep getting better can look 
differently. So what like, and they have to know each other to know what that means, oh, right? Goodness, so yeah. how do you know if they're living up to their potential, if they're hitting their goals, if yeah. you don't know what they are? Yeah. So a piece of that is just getting to know them and knowing like, when should I push? When should I not push? Yeah. How do I hold you accountable? Which means like right and out like, the gate, you're not being like, get better. <laughs> and you wouldn't do that with your friends. Like right. you, you know, uh-huh. you wouldn't do that in your marriage. Like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe people would, I don't know, but you would, you know, so yeah, you have to walk. And so that challenge, the growth, even though we're talking about a second, doesn't mean that it's the, the second task list. Like, you know, like, oh, I, well, I already showed them I care. So now I'm going to challenge them, you know, cause they know I get, but it does build on, you know, the other the other pieces of the relationship framework. So. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. So we have provide support is, is the third one that is kind of defined as like, help me complete tasks and achieve my goals. Mm-hmm. What, like, how, what does that look like for you, Jess? Well, I'm, I'm looking at the description. It says guide me through hard situations and systems. So I feel like that is a piece of, we talk about walking alongside. Mm-hmm. I'm even thinking about you and I, I come into the office, I'm having a hard day or there's a situation they need to talk through. You're providing support by just talking it through with mm-hmm. me. Maybe you didn't solve my problem, right. but you were with me. You provided support and helped me kind of work through that challenge yeah. to move forward. I feel like what you just said was so good. Like we're not here to solve the problems for anyone. <laughs> no. I mean, right again, like we're, this is the context of our mentoring program, but you know, in the example of us in the office together, but like, that's not what we're here for. We're not mm-hmm. here in, in to solve people's problems. We just want to guide them. But mm-hmm. a big piece of that, that comes in the support that I am kind of just chuckling thinking about is boundaries mm-hmm. and <laughs> boundaries, <laughs> you have like a stale face, You're like, <laughs> but that's a piece of, of relationships is having boundaries, setting boundaries, putting limits in place that keep me on track. That's like how that is defined from the search Institute. And so that we do have to put limits on, you know, certain things. So maybe like the example you gave earlier, it's like, I'm saying no Uh to your request, but I'm not going to just like leave you to fend for yourself. Like I'm going to provide the support Uh for you to help, you know, you know, get, get you through this situation or get the resource Mm -hmm. that you need. And I just think the boundary was the no, but it's never left at that. So I think boundaries can get a negative connotation around them of like, oh, boundaries are bad. People that set boundaries like are the worst, you know, uh, but they're actually but the healthiest, they're the, actually the healthiest, <laughs> the healthiest people I know, like have right. the best boundaries and know how to like advocate for themselves in them. And, and so model so them good. for people around them. Yeah. So, yeah. So good. So they then know how, yeah, know how to set them in their relationships. Like, right. Like in mentoring, we want them to be able to at, at the, after all is said and done, replicate this type of relationship, right? You know, yeah. so like we're modeling a healthy relationship so then they can then be the model of a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. I like the sharing power. That was a, a new idea for me. I mean, obviously we want to treat people with respect and give them a say, but there's also a piece of include me mm-hmm. in what we do. Collaborate with me. Like we're sharing this relationship. And I think, yeah. especially when you think about mentor mentee relationship, there's a power dynamic yeah. that you perceive. And we are really trying to even the playing field in that we want them to make decisions together with even about what they're doing or what, yeah. what they want to focus on or where the conversation goes. And there is a piece of we want to model healthy relationships, but mm-hmm. they're in the context of sharing power. Yeah. One, one example that kind of comes to my mind and like there is, you know, often like the mentor is the adult in the relationship because we are, sure. you know, working with kids. And yeah. so there are certain, you know, things that adults may have access to that maybe this kid hasn't or because of their own situation maybe they don't have you know access to you know 
I don't know, an opportunity. And so I'm thinking of an example where a mentor might have the ability, they, they may have a connection to a job opportunity or internship. And, you know, that mentee's already expressed that they, they want that job or they would, you know, appreciate an opportunity in that space, but they don't have any work experience or they don't have the degree or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not in college or enrolled. But that mentor could then advocate but share power by saying, like, I'm going to, like, open this door for you. And I'm going to, like, I'm not going to take the opportunity or, you know, I'm going to I'm going to try to get you along and, you know, into that opportunity. So I think of this kind of like the mentors do have the ability to to create to pave the way to create space, create opportunities for them to then be the leader in yeah. their own in their yeah. own world. So I think we should quote. I think that made me think of the when we were at the Just Conference oh, and we heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Audrey Morrissey. Yeah. It was Audrey Morrissey and Lisa yeah. Goldback. Gold yes, yes. And Lisa was the one who said oh, yeah. that she, it was this great image that we've shared a few times now mm-hmm. of when she had an opportunity and she was let in the door, mm-hmm. but Audrey was not. She's like, my role was not to go in there, but it was to put my foot in the door yeah, and let Audrey go before image. me. Mm-hmm. And wow, what an example of sharing power, mm-hmm. right? So they had a power dynamic of like racial dynamics, yeah. survivor versus non-survivor. And she was like, I'm going to... I'm going to open the door for you yeah. and put my foot in the door and let you and get give, through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Like, yeah, just like shove your foot in the door and say, come on, like, let's go, yeah. let's go through this door yeah. together. But yeah, ultimately for, for that person to lead. And that bleeds right into the last one, which is expand possibilities. Mm-hmm. So we want to inspire, you know, a lot of the, especially mentees we work with, they can't see past tomorrow because they've mm-hmm. been in survival mode or they're not thinking about the future. And we've had the luxury honestly, mm-hmm. of being able to do that. And so we can do that for them. We can ins- yeah. expand their possibilities, yeah. expose them to new relationships, expose them to new experiences, connect them with people. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of ways that that can happen in a way that is not, you know, playing into an un- uneven power dynamic. Yeah. I don't know how to say yeah. that in a better way. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, I feel like expanding possibilities, connect me with people and places. Yeah. Like it is, it is that like social capital piece that I spoke to earlier. It's just like, it, we're yeah. just broadening that. Like we're just in the right time. And again, this goes like not just for our mentors and mentees. Cause there is, there are some policies that we have, you know, as a program that are in place of like, how, when can you introduce some, you know, your mentee to somebody else? Like mm-hmm. that's not for them. This is a relationship for you at this point, you know, but in, you know, in the world, like I feel like I have had the luxury, the opportunity to be connected to people that have gotten me to where I am. Yeah. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like they're that saying, it's like, it's not what you know, it's who you know <laughs> kind of thing. And like in a mentoring relationship like this, like if you have, you know, anybody that you know, like it could be a coworker or a friend or family member, but if you have a connection to someone, like, can you introduce them to, you know, that yeah. other person to help expand their possibilities and kind of see them reach that next level. So like when they're all like, put together again you might be you know painting on a canvas with somebody with a friend with a mentee but like what are those ways that you can be doing these five things you know at the same time so Mm -hmm. you know it's not always about what you're doing together but there's always intention and purpose Mm -hmm. behind all the actions that you're doing and I think these five things and like really getting practical about them really helps set the tone for any relationship that you have right yep We hope this has been helpful content for you to listen to today. The reason why we really want to share the developmental relationships framework and the core values and the world worldview pieces is really because we know like relationships can be hard. Mentoring can feel scary as Jessica was mentioning earlier, but really we have found that when it is, when we are equipped with tools going into it, it can feel a lot less scary. And something that we didn't talk about 
earlier was really that in the allies mentorship program, we actually pair every match with a mentor coach. And so we're not just sending off our mentors and our mentees after their match to, you know, saying, good luck, see you next year, you know, hope all goes well. Every time there's an interaction, a mentor coach is, you know, checking in on them and and is being there to provide that support and challenge them and do the developmental relationships framework really with the mentors. So the mentors are not left on their own. And so we hope it makes it feel a little bit less scary. And so we hope today's content really has helped equip you to be an everyday mentor and that you have the community around you. And, and if you don't have the community around you, we want to be your community. So reach out to us if this has been helpful in any way at all. And you can email us at everydayadvocate at allies-inc.org. Or you can check out the show notes where we will, like Jessica mentioned, we will drop this information in there. We'll also add the mentor job description if you would want to become a mentor with the Allies Mentorship Program. Thank you for joining us for the Everyday Advocate podcast. We hope you left inspired to make a difference in your community wherever you are today. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at, over email at everydayadvocate at allies-inc.org, or you can check out the show notes for ways to find us online on social media. We're on Instagram now, so follow us, leave some comments there. We'd love to hear from you.